Welcome back. This is the first step with Jill Sachuk. I think this is about um, episode eight or maybe nine, and it's getting a little bit easier, but still so new, trying to figure out what this is about for me and how it can be useful for you. So all of you listening, just thank you so much for um, being patient and just sticking with me as I ramble out some things that I hope can help you. And I thought today what we would kind of reflect on is, yeah, just how do we exist in this crazy world? I think what I want to share is all these ways that my practice has helped me. And today I'm going to try to dial out to you maybe three or four really simple tools or things that I consider critical in living a really... I don't know, healthy, well life, because I think, you know, we're all living in this world. I don't know where you are all listening from, but I'm here on Vancouver Island and in BC right now. If you live in Canada, you already know this. We're having this enormous uprising around First Nations land and these Indigenous people having the right to govern their own land and to live through their own culture and truth. And it's been so interesting to just observe all of this, but it's definitely a wild ride because people are divided. There's people on all sides of this issue. And I'm sure where you are, there is this kind of unrest or, you know, all around the world, there's these things kind of coming to a crux or a peak, all these old belief systems or this way of life that we've been living seems to be coming to this crossroads that's leaving us a little bit stuck. So whether it's what's going on in Canada or even if we're talking about the coronavirus and whatever fear that might come up around that or conspiracy theories or Um, even just how would we handle it no matter what it is I think there we all have all these questions about what what's happening out there there's so much information so much division and both sides on every issue really can prove their point very well and what is the truth and I think even if we're not talking about these bigger issues like Um, you know, political things or wars or um, viruses or natural disasters or climate, that the reality is everybody is experiencing these struggles, whether it's their own personal health issues or the loss of a loved one or financial difficulty. It seems like there is a lot going on on our planet and I think everybody is craving some solace or some peace or some sense of balance harmony and I don't know that I've completely achieved total health and harmony but I do know that this practice of yoga has helped me immensely and that is really what calls me to share and ramble on about both of these things that's how I see this podcast kind of 
being a perfect forum for that to address these real life issues and also to help share the things that have helped me through the practice of yoga. So that's what I'm going to try to just download to you in this episode. How do I define it? It's really difficult. I, you know, if I try to number it, I think it's between one and seven things or one in 10 things, but maybe I can group them into three basic things. So I think one of the most basic things that helps us as humans to deal with all the, you know, the the fuzz, the static out in the world, like all this stimulation, all this buzz, this disruption is to have a mindfulness practice that we do daily. And I think that can take a lot of different shapes and forms, but I think it includes some kind of body movement practice helping us to connect to the physical aspect of our being and also in this mindfulness practice whether it's included or or whether meditation becomes separate breath awareness is a separate practice i think that mindful movement coupled with breath awareness or a breath awareness practice eventually leading to meditation that that quiet time that you dedicate every day is in large part the key to having health and harmony in mind and body. And I think part of having a healthy body will be considering our nourishment how what we're feeding ourselves and I think all these things kind of interplay because not only what are we feeding ourselves food but what are we feeding ourselves as far as stimulus like what are we watching what are we reading what kind of conversations are we engaging in and of course what kind of food are we putting into our bodies and I think that that also somehow ties into getting outside and being in nature and realizing where food comes from and planting food and having a connection with the cycles on the planet and having respect for the planet earth and I think all of this goes in in part and I think if we're talking about nourishment for mind and body and if we include soul or spirit in that then yes it's like there's certain aspects that our culture has seemed to lost of living that are so crucial, like nourishment of soul, meaning yes, getting outside, um, seeing the stars, dancing, singing, storytelling. And then the other thing that I think is really important is downtime, rest, relaxation, whether that's in the form of Shavasana or just quiet time walking in a forest so maybe some of these things are combined slowing down even while you're eating taking time to prepare your food thinking about what you're going to eat and in that slowing down I think too we have time to reflect to have more a sense of connection and then through our mind-body practice we're more connected to our body, getting information from our body. When we're more connected to our body, our breath, all those other practices, tying us back into the moment, helping us to slow down. Where I think when we do, what we realize is that 
life is so beautiful. So apart from what's happening in all this kind of conflict in the world, fear, suffering that goes on, that if we can look inside of ourselves and focus more on our own tiny lives and what we're doing from day to day, how we're spending our minutes, our hours, our days, our weeks, our months in our own lives, families, communities, that that means so much more than worrying about or arguing about or creating fragmentation and factions as we argue about all these things that happen around us and I think of course we have to act out in the world and of course there people definitely have missions or a calling to um, create change do that but let it start from within and that is my suggestion or what I really want to share today is in this crazy world that we live think of trying to do these three things. I'm going to break them down into three general things. A mindfulness practice, nourishment, and some rest and relaxation. Every day, consider that and do these tiny things. Develop a yoga practice, a breath awareness practice. Let that lead you to meditation. Make sure you get outside every day. Plant a garden if you can, or if you can't, at least buy food that's going to nourish you, that's been grown in ethical, healthy ways that, aren't, that won't make you sick, that aren't over-processed. Take time to cook. Slow down. Let yourself sit and eat and be nourished. Go outside. Look up at the stars. Take a walk or lay down and have a nap. Spend time with your family, your loved ones. Take time to express gratitude. Notice what you have, the abundance inside of you and around you in small ways. Do what you can to live a simple, good daily life. And trust that whatever else you have to contribute, whatever else time there is in the day, that it's for the betterment of all of mankind. And I think when we... When we slow down and treat ourselves to what we need, we end up having more that bubbles over. And then we can contribute to any of these important issues that are going on around our planet or in our communities. I hope that helps somebody listening who feels a little bit overwhelmed by protests, inequality, um, epidemics, disease, loss, death, difficulty, struggling, may you somehow develop a simple practice for yourself through yoga, meditation, consideration of diet, rest, relaxation, and maybe start with a simple gratitude practice. Even tonight, just think of three things before you fall asleep that you can be really grateful for. And maybe I'll leave you with that. One of my students who I, I gave a group of students um, a couple years back now, I guess, a challenge to every night think of three things that, that we could be grateful for. And one of them took it really seriously. And she just wrote me a little note the other day and said she was on day 700 and something, I think she said. And she's done this every night. And she cannot 
believe the way that it has shifted things in her life and just how grateful she is for that simple practice and how she wishes everybody could do it. So maybe I'll pass that on from her to you. If you want to just start some simple practice, if you're not doing that already, think of three things you can be grateful for at the end of each day. And then the other part of that exercise, whether you want to do it or not, is when you wake up to remember that. And if you want to do it more formally, write it down in a little notebook beside your bed. And then when you wake up in the morning, read it or just think about it. I hope that helps. May these practices bring benefit to all beings and may all beings be happy.